Hey gang, uh, it's Garrett here. Um, so I'm sure the few people listening to this right now are probably fans of my other thing I started, uh, Bootleg Bonanza, the page that is just my toy collection and dumb comments, uh, that turned into a little store e-commerce operation, uh, that ran out of money and spectacularly failed. I mean, not spectacularly, but failed nonetheless. Uh, but you know, hopefully we're all better for it. But anywho, so I'm uh, testing out this uh, new project. Uh, again, it's one of those projects you never know if it's like three days or, you know, 20 years in the making. Um, but you know what? Here we go. Uh, I'm going to roll with it. So I'm calling this um, Unsung Stories. Uh, I really did like doing the podcast uh, when I was at the shop. Um, so I, I just like mass communication in general. So um, I want to do something. And I figured, uh, you know... I'd try telling stories, and I'm not sure if my own are up to snuff yet, so why not just roll with other people's? Um, so anybody remember the the guy Paul Harvey? Um, he was awesome. Um, he was just that nice voice in the, the back of the radio. Uh, everyone in Pittsburgh's parents used to listen to him. Um, but again, he had a uh, broadcasted uh, on, like, he was, like, syndicated and over a thousand radio stations, obviously in Pittsburgh, um, and, uh, it was, a uh, news, I, I, I don't know a ton about him. I just remember as a child, um, news and comment section. And I think everyone will remember like the way he ended it was like, you know, in the weird voice is like, I know, well, the old man voice, weird voice. I'm going to sound like that in no time. He's like, now, you know, the rest of the story. So everyone knows that who grew up between the years of 1951 and probably like 2000. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I'm probably, but whatever. The man was a true story storyteller and I'm ripping him off. So yes, this is Garrett here. Um, ripping a dead man off. Um, you know, so, so the, the whole philosophy is yes, this is just, this, I really want this to be as short as possible. Um, I, I, I this will hopefully be the most I'll ever have to talk in the beginning just cause I get to do the intro. Um, but it's just going to be right now. I found some columns. I've been reading an amazing book called uh deadline artists uh pick it up it's amazing uh these these hit me like a brick wall for the most part um uh they're just genius columns um you know literature of the newspapers or whatever you want to call them i just like great stories and i think columns are just a really quick um succinct um and honestly like it's just neat to see them know they were written exactly at that time um but again, it's unsung. unsung is the theme. It's saying these are, these are stories that I've never heard of until I read this. So I'm assuming most people have. And if you have, great, awesome. Um, you know, maybe some you know, they're popular news columns, so maybe you have read them. Um, but they just really meant a lot to me. I thought they were really cool, impactful, uh, great objective stories, nothing too partisan, um, I don't think. Uh, but, you know, we can find fault in anything, right? Um, so... Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna try this. Uh, I'd like to do a weekly thing. Um, I love feedback. Um, I am going. I started up a Patreon, so just search for Unsung Tales. I'm on Twitter, Unsung Tales, and my changed my Instagram. Some of you are following it from my writing thing to Unsung Tales. Um, so yeah, um, and I'll blast this out on there. So hey, this is great. I can see the time on here, so I can know when I am dragging on. Um, so anywho, I think another thing I really want to make, make a point of is that 
the end of this the end of this podcast will be the story. It's, it's as soon as the story ends. Don't think the, there's anything more to it. It's just gonna end. And uh, look forward to next week. So I already got my plugs in. Um, and uh, you know, there's some. I'll figure out some rewards. I think I put shoutouts in there. That's fine if you want to hear me mispronounce your name. Uh, three bucks, but um, you know. But these are obviously you can listen to wherever podcasts are sold, right? Um, all right. So without the further uh, interlude, um, the first unsung tale I want to talk uh, or read as Paul Harvey would. Um, so this one was written in 1940. Uh, it was. September 17th, 1940. The, night, the title was Jock Evan Was on Duty That Night uh, by Robert J. Casey. So uh, this was written smack dab in the, the middle of 19... Well, 1940, obviously, uh, during the World War II conflict. If you don't know World War II, um, just hang... I mean, close the podcast, just pick up a history book and uh, read it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm not going to go into what the hell World War II was. Um but yeah, uh, uh, again, I, I don't know really how far to go into the d- intro about this, but you know what? Like I said, it's the first one. Let's just read it. Um, I just think it was really impactful. And like I said, um, once the story's over, the podcast's over, um, check out my Patreon, Unsung Tales, and so-and-so. All right, so here's the first one, Unsung Tale. It is called Jock Evans Was on Duty. And I'm doing this with limited edit, so I, I, I really don't care if I mispronounce something. Um it would take too much time and I'm too lazy. Uh, so I'm going to try to build bear this and just kind of roll with it. Jock Evans was on duty that night. Robert J. Casey, Chicago Daily News, 1917-1940. Hotspot, South, Southeast England. In the larger matters of threatened invasion by aerial bombs and artillery fire, people have given little thought to Jock Evans, upon whose thin breast nobody will ever pin any medals, even posthumously he will never have a public funeral with muffled drums muted trumpets and such like tokens of civic gratitude it is most unlikely he will ever have any funeral at all in the years before the war he had done nothing to distinguish himself he had some sort of dock job where the dust hasn't been too good for his lungs because of bad eyes and other deficiencies he had been rejected for military service even at the end of the last war when medical examiners hadn't been too particular in other words, though nobody noticed it at the time, he was made stuff heroes are made of. So far as concerns the elements that made the Brit- made England to date, he was an architect's model for the spirit of the British Empire. Jock Evans, to get on with it, was in his most recent career an air raidance precautions warden. In a year's drill on how to put on the gas mask, how to revive fainting women, how to direct people to the nearest shelter, he had never shown more than an ordinary aptitude. Jock Evans was on duty that night. He had been on duty most nights in the past month, as you would be with warnings on all the time, and never and never in all clear. He had to phone to the central control at 11 p.m. that he had seen a bright light somewhere. His superiors, remembering Jock, suspected it might be somebody with a too bright cigar. He had stationed himself near a telephone kiosk near the edge of the suburbs where the artillery shells land each day when the town is shelled. He had no occasion to move from his post at midnight when the big crump fell. The big crump was a dud. For a moment, Jock felt glad of that. The shriek of it had been pretty nerve-wracking, but after a while, when he remembered 
he had better go over and look at it. He wasn't reassured. It wasn't a dud. He looked at it enough diagrams and sketches to know it was a time bomb. And a big one. He he told all this to all this to his chief in his report at last minute. Where is it? inquired his chief. In the garden, said Jock. Then the same order. Get the people out, empty nearby houses, and keep people away. Yes, sir, said Jock Evans. Maybe as well to mention here something of the nature of a time bomb, especially for Americas who uh, especially for Americas who so far haven't had much experience with such things. In the first place, it's not like the old type tornado with nose fuse, which could be unscrewed by a handyman with a monkey wrench. This is more complicated. The timing device is, is a simple interior arrangement of acid working on metal. By varying thick, the thickness of the metal density, the acid rate of corrosion may be set between any, one, by anything between one minute and one month. Eventually, the acid reaches the fulminating charge and the neighborhood goes to pieces. There have been some hints that what followed after his report Jock didn't show any great judgment, but the same might have said about Dewey if he hadn't run into the mine at Manila Bay. He followed out his orders. In less than an hour, he had evacuated the few homes in the immediate vicinity. Then he stationed himself to warn off traffic. There wasn't much to do until about 7 o'clock in the morning, when workers and sightseers began to pass afoot on bicycles and in automobiles. The odd feature of the community, which has been continuously bombed in the inquisitive interest, is that it's been continuously bob is the inquisitive interest in lethal hazards. Jock Evans suddenly found himself alone in a two-man job. The bomb lay almost at the junction of the two lanes, giving access to it from four directions. Mr. Evans solved this problem as best he could. He roped off the street a hundred yards behind the bomb, and then he took post up in the middle of the crossing. Dozens of persons heard and heeded his call during the next two hours. Time bomb here. Keep away. Keep away. One of those who passed was a priest of the neighborhood, Angelica Church. Or neighborhood Angelican Church. To whom is owning the best description of Josh Evans, Josh, Jock Evans' last stand? He hardly needed to point out the bomb, said the Padre. It was lying there in a grass plot right behind him. It was evident he knew all about it. His face was white and drawn, but there wasn't any tremor in his voice. I couldn't get it out of my head as he sang out the warning and blew the whistle that he was the psychological equivalent of the medieval leopard, ringing his bell and shouting, unclean, unclean. I had told him to get away from the corner, block up the street through ropes, but he said, my duty is to stay here. Please go on, sir. Don't set a bad example. I went to telephone for help. The bomb went off at 910, blew a crater 40 feet wide. No trace has been found of Evans.